And what I brought this morning is a lesson for the remission of sins. And you know, there are a lot of things in life that, that we hear that, that we perk our ears up to. You know, I build, I build cabinets for a living. I used, to, I used to build a lot more than I do, uh, but, but I still do. And, and uh, the, the guy I work for, he's pretty particular, you know, and I am too, and it, it, we work good together. But, you know, he'll call me about something, every door, set of doors I bring over, you know, need to change your knives out. They're looking a little fuzzy or, you know, there's a burr on your shaper. Yeah, yeah, you know, we can, I'll go help you sand them down, whatever, you know. But when he says, or you'll be rebuilding them, now my ears perk up. It's like, wait a minute, you know, you can't fix a rebuild. I got to rebuild it. I got to redo it. Your ears perk up a little. And, and something we can all relate to a little bit better, you know, if we're if we're at the doctor, you know, every time you go to the doctor, he'll for a checkup say, you know, your blood pressure's a little high. Yeah, yeah, you know, I eat a bag of sunflower seeds a day and go off a Mountain Dew. You know, it's going to be high. You know, uh, but but when 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 he says. Uh, you need to change these things or you'll die. You know, our ears are going to perk up to that, aren't they? And we're going to pay a lot more attention to that. And that's these words out of the Bible, the simple phrase for the remission of sins is something we should perk our ears up to. There's five places in the Bible where you can read for the remission of sins. First place is in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28. Matthew verse 26, uh, or Matthew 6, starting in verse, let me make sure I have, yeah, okay, Matthew 26, starting in verse 28, it says, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now we have here a statement that Jesus made, and of course we know this is the Last Supper, and this is Jesus talking when He says, my blood is shed for the remission of sins. Now I don't want to downplay what Jesus said here at all, because it's, it, it's, a, it's a very important statement that He makes, but it's not calling us to action. This is just saying, my blood was shed for the remission of your sins, and that's amazing. That's great. The next place we, we can read about it is in Mark chapter 1 and verse 4. Mark chapter 1 and verse 4 reads, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So here we have somebody that's going about doing something about the remission of sins. And he's baptizing for the remission of sins. You know, we can read about that in Luke chapter 3 and verse 33. And he came unto all the country about Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. See, now we have an action. What do we need to do? We need to be baptized. Now, I don't think there's a preacher out there this morning that hasn't been tempted to use these two verses in, in a lesson to, to, to prove a fact about the remission of sins. But you know, we have in, in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 5, see, this was the transitional period. And Jesus hadn't died for our sins yet. And, and that's when John was going about baptizing that. And it came to pass that while Apollos was in, at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be an Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what were ye baptized? And they said unto him, John's baptism. So wait a minute, is, is that not what we need to be doing today? 
Uh, then said Paul, Verily John did baptize the remission... Uh, uh, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that we should believe on Him which should come after Him, that is on Christ Jesus. Well, we're on that side of the cross now. We're on that side. John's baptism is no longer going to do anything for us. And we know that because in verse 5 it says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. We can read about the remission of sins in Romans chapter 3 and verse 25. When God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So here we have Jesus again is what we need for the remission of our sins. The last place I want to read about, and, and, and the, you know, there's other phrases that are close, but not, not exactly you know, as you can read it, before they were even translated into, into King James uh, for the remission of sins is in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, now this is an action. This is, call, this is calling us to do something. Wait a minute. We have to repent and be baptized for the remission of our sins? That's something that, that, he, that God tells us to do. You know, why is this, why is this an important statement? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how many people I've, I've had tell me in my life, you're just arguing to argue. <laughs> you know, and, and I wasn't, I wasn't raised... Uh, I was raised with the Bible, but I wasn't raised believing this. You see, and, and, and I question a lot of things. And I'm not, somebody's not going to tell me something and I'm going to believe them. I'm not going to buy into that. I'm going to study on that. So why is it important? <clears throat> and, 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 you know, there are some things, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 30. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 30. It says, Strive not with no man without cause if he hath done thee no harm. When, you know, I, I've, I've messed up in the fact that I've argued too much, and now a lot of people have shut down, and they don't want to. They don't want to listen to that. You know, and it's not good to argue. I like how I like how the New Living Translation puts it. It says, "Don't pick a fight without reason," and that's what it means. We shouldn't just go around arguing things to argue for them. But you know, First Peter chapter three and fifteen. First Peter three and sixteen says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh the reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear." Some things are worth arguing over, and when there's souls at stake, and there's souls dying and going to hell every day because of this simple reason, it's worth standing up for. It's worth the argument. You know, we can't be ashamed. Romans chapter 1 and 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation unto everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. You know, we can't be ashamed of what the gospel says. And if, and if it tells us this, then that's what we need to preach. That's what we need to believe and tell people. You know, it's not important to have remission of sins if you're not a sinner. And, and if you're not a sinner this morning, then, you know, we, you go wait in your car. We'll have lunch afterwards. This lesson's not for you. But, you know, Paul, 
in, in Romans, the first chapter, all the way through the third chapter, and, and even on into Romans, he does a very good job explaining to everybody that you are a sinner. You know, we are all sinners. <clears throat> uh, Romans chapter 3, verses 9, to, 9 and 10 Romans chapter 3 and 9 and 10 says, What then? Are we better than they? Now we have to know what he's talking about here. So, so when, when you back up in Romans, Paul here is, is, is telling uh, uh, these people, you know, they're saying, Well, you know, we're, you know we're, we, we can trace our bloodline all the way back to, to Abraham. You know, we, we, we've, we've never, you know, done anything, anything wrong. We've always been raised up here. We're doing what we need. You know, we can say the same thing this morning. I've, you know, I've been Church of Christ since I was this big. I've never missed a lesson Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. It does. I've been there. You know why? Why? Why am I a sinner then? Paul says, "Are we better than they? No, we're not better than them." You know, uh, have you have you ever had too much to drink? Have you have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? You know, those are popular popular topics and. A lot of you can probably say no. Have, have you ever had too much pie on, on Thanksgiving Day? You know, have you ever talked bad about your neighbor? You know, I can, I can say that I've, I've definitely stepped on my own toes with all four of those. All four of those. I have. And that's what Paul's saying. No, in no wise, for they have before proved both Jews and Gentiles they are all under sin. Every one of us is under sin. It is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. That's why it's important, because we're sinners. Romans 3 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Oh, I read the wrong one. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. And if you still don't believe it, read Romans 1 through 3. And you will. So the next thing that we got to know, okay, I'm a sinner. So what? We're all sinners, right? We all sin. We've all fell short. You just told us that. Well, we got to know what sin does. What's sin going to do? As I just read Romans 6, 6 and 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what's the wage of sin? What's the punishment for sin? That's death. That's what sin's going to do. It's going to kill us. Romans 5 and 12. It says, Wherefore by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed unto all men, for all have sinned. That's what, that's what sin's going to do. And in James chapter 15 and 1, it says, Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and when finneth sinneth, finished, bringeth forth death. So you can be sitting there saying, Okay, well, we're all going to die, right? So that still doesn't mean anything to me. You know what else sin does? Turn to Isaiah chapter 59 and 2. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2 reads, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, and He will not hear. That's what sin's going to do. It's going to cause God to turn His back on us and say, I can't look at you 
Because you're a sinner. That's what sin's going to do. Now, let me ask you this. Do you want to die with God's back turned to you? I don't. That's a scary thing right there. To die and your cries not be heard. That's a scary thing. That's what sin does. And that's why it's an important topic to know the remission of sins. We can have forgiveness of these sins. It's an important thing. We have to have remission of these sins if we're to enjoy a home with God in heaven. We have to. So what else does it bring to mind? What it brings to mind to me is, how do I have the remission of sins? How do I have that? You know, I don't, I don't want to die with God's back turned on me. How do I have remission of these sins? You know, the first part of this lesson we read in Acts chapter 2, these people came to the same question, didn't they? You know, they, they, they were there throwing rocks at Jesus, spitting on Jesus, watching Him suffer because they didn't believe what He said. But, but after Peter talked to them, you know, they heard that word, didn't they? And we have to hear the word. Romans chapter 10 and 17. Romans 10 and 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You have to hear the word. We've heard that this morning. We've heard the word. They heard those things. And you know what else they did? They believed them. We have to believe. Mark 16 and 16 says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. We have to believe. We have to believe what we hear. And when you believe what you hear, Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, we have to confess that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in his heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We have to confess. They were sitting there scared to death. Because they physically put to death Jesus Christ. That was a scary thing. They said, we did it. And we believe we did it. They confessed. Romans chapter 10 and 13. says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We have to do the same thing. We have to say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I believe that you were the Son of God. I believe that. We have to confess that. And, and when you do, and when they did, they repented. You know what it says uh, in Acts chapter 2 and 38? It says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. You know, what does that mean? How do we repent? You know, I believe all these things. I, I, I'll confess them to men. You know, I've heard, I believe. Repenting means, you know, I bought into this. And as I said earlier, I don't, I don't buy into things easy. It takes, it takes a lot longer for me to, for it to get through my thick head. But when we repent, we have a change of life. We say, hey, I used to be this sinner living for myself, living for my buddies, you know, living for, for whatever gains me. But when we repent, we say, I'm no longer going to do that. I'm going to live for God. We have a change of mind, a change of heart. That's what repentance is. Acts chapter 2, or Acts chapter 8 and 22 
It says, Repent therefore of thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thoughts of thine heart may be forgiven thee. We have to have a change of mind. And you know, a lot of the world likes to end it right there. You know, once, we, once we've asked Him into our heart, let's just end it right there. They'll say, you know, you can't, you can't just pull one scripture out and say uh, that, that we have to be baptized. In Acts chapter 2 and 38, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Now this is, this is the same group that, that put Jesus to death and they went through all these things. What do we have to do? They asked the question that I asked this morning. What do I have to do? And P Peter gives them the answer. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's not the only place we can read about it. Read about it, Mark chapter 16 and 16. But he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Acts chapter 22 and 16. It says, And why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away the sins, calling on the name of the Lord. We have to be baptized to wash away those sins, to have the remission of those sins. And in Romans chapter 6, 3 and 4, it says, we know, uh, know ye not that so many as were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death, wherefore are buried with Him in baptism unto death, that is like Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should, uh, even we also should walk in newness of life. Remember that very first scripture I read about how Jesus was the answer to those sins? We have to put on Jesus. And we do that through baptism. And if there's anyone this morning that has not become a child of God, don't chance dying with God's back turned on you. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.